This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. Getting, Mike. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. On Seattle Sports Station. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Where's like, the Puff Dudes at? Now, here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. All right, I promised you some Keyshawn Johnson cuts, and I'll play him here in just a moment. He was on yesterday with Bump and Stacy. This, of course, is Brock and Salk Sales Sports on 710. Stacy, by the way, with the kill shot. Did you hear or see what Stacy said yesterday? What? In her headline rewrites, which I will always say is my favorite segment on the station. I love headline rewrites. Her headline rewrite of Russell Wilson and the whole story yesterday oh, with his charities was, and all of that. that Did pretty, you see what she wrote? That was pretty pretty Dude, cute. it was yep. straight up mean. Nope, it was it was a legit kill shot. She wrote or said, "Looks like the only thing Russ is cooking is the books." That is mean. Stacy, that goes too far. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh out loud funny. Anyway, Stacey's going to join us uh, at 9 o'clock this morning. So an hour from now, uh, that's a sort of wit and uh, and kill shot. you got to be careful saying those things. I mean, like what Favre, you see what Favre did yesterday to Pat McAfee? I know. And, uh, He's suing them for $100 yeah, million. For defamation. Well, I don't maybe, think there's any defamation maybe, uh, here. Favre should just, should just uh, take that money and give it back to people. <laughs> yeah, he's, got, he's got a lot of gyms to build. <laughs> you think that's why he's suing? Maybe he's he hoping needs to funnel money. that money back to the poor people of Mississippi. Yeah, good luck with that, buddy. All right. Well, I'm going to stay away from that. I don't want to get sued by him. He's sort of on the Patrick Reed bend of <laughs> yep. just suing anybody who's ever talked about him, which, by the way, has not worked for Patrick at all. Anyway, uh, so yesterday, Keyshawn comes on uh, with uh, the aforementioned Stacy, and who's with Bump, of course. And uh, he's definitely a Geno fan. Don't let the Brock Purdy experiment close your mouth. You can't do that. Look, you pay that dude, okay? And, and if you think that, and you said it, Seattle drafted bad. So don't get caught up in, they gave all the money to Russell Wilson. That's, that's a lie. That is such a lie. They could pay who they want to pay when they want to pay him. The Rams sure did it. They won the Super Bowl, okay? That drives me crazy when I hear people, oh, they don't have any money. No, they have money. It's do they want to spend the money. Sharpen your pencils and figure out how to make it fit under a $225 million cap. How about that? And if not, find a new capologist that knows how to manipulate the salary cap. I love Keyshawn. How to cook those books. Yeah. All right. How to move that salary cap. So he says, cap. don't pay any attention to the salary cap. It's all meaningless. He goes on from there. Yes. Yes, he can. And you pay him the money. You may not pay him $50 million a year, but you reward him. And Geno Smith is better than any quarterback you're going to get in college right now anyway. He's better than any. He's better than Bryce Young. He's better than T.J. Stroud. He's better than this Le- Levitt dude that everybody from Kentucky that they just <laughs> – they want to make him the the next coming of whatever. For real, uh, he's better than him. He's better than Bryce Young. I mean, he's just better than Cooker. He's just seasoned. He's better than those guys right now. So I didn't say don't draft a quarterback. What I'm saying is he's your guy for the next two to three years. While that guy gets ready to take over, if Geno falters. I don't have any cute line to this, but one thing I do love that you you will say, especially during baseball season, and that is manage like a fan and you'll be a fan. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have as cute a pun or a play of words I know as right well. where you're going with it, though. But if your organization is about rewarding 
you will be losing. Yeah, it's essentially what you're saying is think like a player and you're going to end up a fan, right? Like you just yeah. you can't as a GM take a player's point of view on how to run a team. But you also just can't reward and reward and reward and reward. Well, that's it's not about rewarding. Saying the same thing. It, it is about, okay, can this guy then earn what's coming his way? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the first one, uh, Maura and Justin years ago, gosh, I wish we would have video and sound of this. We would be so young. And we would not have to wear our glasses and everything else when we did our demo like 15 years ago. And we came in and Salk and I were in, a, in that backup studio over there. And, and we did a demo. And, and one of your great takes was talking about, I think, Ken Griffey Jr. at that time. And it's like, yeah, you, I'm sorry. You, you, don't, you, you just can't manage an organization. You can't run an organization in the rearview mirror. Like looking back on everything that he's done, it's about what he can do moving ahead. That's it's always ahead. It's always moving ahead. Gino's got three more great years of football. Mm-hmm. I think he can replicate a lot of what he did. I think that accuracy is real. I think his anticipation is real. I think there's some decision making, certainly in the in the sack world and and ball security that can improve and and will have to improve if they're going to go deeper in playoffs. And I do want to see him earn. He's earned the next contract. Mm-hmm. But to sit and say, I'll reward it, and you can pay everybody, that's not the way it works. That isn't the way it works, Keyshawn. And that did do the Seahawks in when they paid Cam and Earl and Sherman. Because eventually and that Bobby. bill comes due. Because eventually you pay your O-line nothing. Eventually you, you have to sacrifice somewhere. Eventually you have to turn D-lineman to O-lineman. Mm-hmm. Eventually you, you will have a hole. Right? It's just that that's the reality of the cap, and it's what makes it level. And the New York Giants can go from out of the playoffs to the playoffs, and the Jags can go from the worst to the first in their division in the second round of the playoffs. The Eagles can go from four wins to the Super Bowl in two years. I mean, that's. And the Bengals, and on and on and on and on. Yeah, it is. I disagree with them on that. I understand that you can manipulate the cap for a little while, and there are things you can do, but that bill eventually comes due. It's like your friend who you know who you know is just constantly eating out and constantly paying for everything, and you know they don't make that much money, and you know they're living off credit card debt, and eventually, yep. like you can dodge it for a while, but if you don't make the money, it's going to come due. Yes. So here's a little bit more from Keyshawn, who does have a number in mind for Gino. I probably would pay him $35 million. Just because it's 32 you got to go over the tag. Mm-hmm. You always got to go over the tag. Remember that. So an average of $35 million a year. Three years, what would that give you? $105 million? So there you go. You give him a three-year, 105 You give him about 60 of it fully guaranteed, 60 to 70 of it fully guaranteed, and we're going to keep it moving. All right. First of all, props to Keyshawn. He just did radio math quickly and accurately. How about yeah. that? Huge mistake. Way to go. Right? University of spoiled children. Way to nail it. Never wanted to do radio math, and he just nailed 35 times three. So that was very, very impressive. Um, you always go over the cap. <laughs> I love that. You guy. always go that over the That guy's a riot, man. He really is funny. He's got a funny really? way of speaking. Why, why do you got to always go over? <laughs> well, because he's a player, and he, like, he's I always going to have that point of view. I understand <laughs> yep. where he's coming from, and... That is a player's point of view, 100% of it, and I'm glad he's there to give that that perspective. But right now, people seem to be lining up on all sides of this to say that somewhere in that range is what Gino is going to get and what he deserves. Yep. Right? Yep. I mean, the the dream of a 20 to $25 million deal seems done. Gino maybe wanting 40 is probably unrealistic, and somewhere in that 30 to 35 range sure seems to be where people are lining up. And they right got now. money for that. They got absolute budget for that. They don't have Cam and Earl and Sherm and Russ and Doug and and an and an and an and. No, but I want them to have all that. 
They've got DK and and Jamal and Tyler and Quandre. Um, none of those other than Jamal making at the very, very top of the market. So they don't have all those ands. They do have zeros. They can write. Mm-hmm. They can write cash on hand signing bonus to wiggle that money around and make sure that $36 million they have in cap space now, they still have enough of it to fill some significant mm-hmm. voids elsewhere. Well, I know you got to run, Brock. I know you got a uh, busy weekend ahead of you. Quick question. Uh, quick, yes. quick question okay, for you and more and Justin. Yes. So I got bumped up today. Macy and I, daddy-daughter date. We're going up to Missoula. We're going to watch the Grizz, have a blast. Okay. I got bumped up. First class. Do I give Macy my seat? Of course. Okay. No. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay, Mora, you're the deciding vote. I'm reminded. Go ahead, Mora. I'll give you. Mora, you're the deciding vote. I'm going to say yes. I've never flown first class before. I would appreciate it if my dad did that for me. Okay. I'm a run of the story of some kid and his dad going, <laughs> kid getting older, and he's like, hey, dad, I want to race you. Dad's like, all right, let's go. They go out in the yard, take off running, and the kid is like outpacing dad. And the kid's like, oh, my God, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to beat my dad for the first time. As soon as he thinks that's happening, here comes his dad backwards, running by him, saying, <laughs> you will never beat me at anything ever. <laughs> Established dominance, Rock. <laughs> I thought really, I thought you I were going to say I'm... the reason to say no is that once she gets a taste of it, yeah. she's always going to want it. That's right. right? Once you sat in first class. relationships are a little different than what you just described. <laughs> really? Sounds like, he sounds like a coach's kid, though. Oh, I, I, don't t- think I tell my away. daughters all the time. That's not <laughs> part of the father-daughter relationship? <laughs> I mean, I mostly just threatened to embarrass them, but taunting them is sort of second to that. Well, he said established dominance. I've spent the last couple of days I'm threatening Avery it. with showing up at her like movie night with her friends with a uh, with a uh, clown wig, like one of those like rainbow clown wigs. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, boy, That's nice. I think I think it would just be you know entertainment for the kids. <laughs> And if she gets in, into more of a teenager, she's going to go out of her way to avoid you if you big, keep this up. A big shirt that says Avery's dad. <laughs> Why not? All right. Uh, good job, Brock. Thank you. Uh, have you a great weekend and uh, love to your kids. And we'll be right back with everything you need to know. G. Scott, Stacey Ross, a lot still to come here on Brock and Salk. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. I'm 100% ready. It's taken me a little while to get myself psyched for the Super Bowl, but I really, really like the matchup. I like the two teams involved. I like the fact that we're going to get number one and number two of the MVP vote. I like that we're going to get the two number one seeds. This is the kind of Super Bowl that we deserve. And I don't have anybody that I hate, at least as a team. I mean, like, you know, Travis Kelsey certainly worthy of at least a little bit of sports hate. But I like, you know, both these teams reasonably well. And so I'm looking forward to seeing them get after each other. I like the Eagles in it. I think they're more physical. I think that front seven takes over games. Uh, but uh, their offense is certainly no slouch. DK Metcalf explains. Well, you got the big uh, dominant receiver who can get you the tough yards and catch the slant routes and still go up top and AJ. But then you still have to defend Devontae Smith, who's on the opposite side, who's the speedster, who can you know run every route in the book. And also, you know, you got a great quarterback and the old line and the running back Sanders in the backfield who take take the distance as well. So uh, they just got a complete offense, a complete team. And, you know, it's going to be hard for uh, Kansas City to stop them, in my opinion. They do. Plus, they have the RPO game and Jalen Hurts. So I just think the world of DK a little bit more on the quarterback of Philadelphia. People kept talking about how he couldn't throw the ball. And I've just been seeing him, uh, you know, drop dimes all over the field. So I really don't know what everybody else is watching. But uh, he's a true dual threat quarterback that can that can hurt you uh, with his arm and his leg. So, you know, hopefully 
uh, AJ comes out with a uh, with a Super Bowl ring. That's cool. I mean, just going back, those two guys, teammates in college. By the way, that must have been nuts. I, I mean, it's funny that the team wasn't great. I mean, they were good. They weren't quite great. DK Metcalf on one side, AJ Brown on the other. Are you kidding me? That is uh that is a big bad wide receiver combo. Anyway, should be a really fun Super Bowl. Looking forward to it. Here's the second thing you need to know. Uh, NFL awards given out last night. Some good, some bad. Certainly the best thing was DeMar Hamlin there to speak. Every day I am amazed that my experiences could encourage so many others across the country and even across the world. Encourage to pray, encourage to spread love, and encourage to keep fighting no matter the circumstances. Sudden cardiac arrest was nothing I would have ever chosen to be a part of my story. But that's because sometimes our own visions are too small, even when we think we are seeing the bigger picture. My vision was about playing in the NFL and being the best player that I could be. But God's plan was to have a purpose greater than any game in this world. Yeah, it's got to be a remarkable situation to be in, thrust into the spotlight the way he has now been, uh, given a second chance at life after a miraculous medical miracle. So I guess miraculous and miracle sort of mean the same thing. But you get my point. Uh, (laughs) Seeing DeMar Hamlin out there was very, very cool. Seeing Geno Smith win Comeback Player of the Year, also very cool. Seeing Ken Walker finish second for Offensive Rookie of the Year, not as cool. Uh, Especially for me, Tariq Woolen finishing third in Defensive Rookie of the Year. That is a snub as far as I'm concerned and a complete joke. Not as much of a joke, though, as George Kittle singing. level of confidence do you need to have to do something like that? I don't know if confidence is the word. What's the word? Um, just what's just being shameless? Like just ha- not having any self-awareness? Yeah, no I self-awareness. don't think he thinks it's good. I think he's just having fun. Just laugh at yourself, self-deprecating. Doesn't feel like that. I think it's just comfort. You think he thought that was a good performance? I think No, I just think it's a look at me thing. I think, if they, I think the way. NFL asked him to do it. Yeah, and he was like, absolutely, of course, <laughs> look at me. And if you're him, here I am. Yeah, I'll do it. Put my hair up in a little man bun, and I'll be out there uh, singing to my teammates. You guys are haters. <laughs> Here's the third thing you need to know. I, am, I, I like Kittle. I've said that. I've been on the record saying I like Kittle. And you're a look at me guy. <sighs> but I don't like Kelsey. <laughs> well, that's I not like because Kelsey. of his look at me. Well, that's a Bengals thing. I right. Think. That's no, just because he plays I, for the Chiefs. No, I cannot stand That's because he plays for the Chiefs. That's stop it. True. Just stop it. <laughs> Uh, Hall of Fame class announced last night. Zach Thomas, Joe Thomas, Demarcus Ware, Rondé Barber, Darrell Rivas, and then uh, the veterans, Don Coriel, Chuck Howley, Joe Klecko, Ken Riley. Uh, the snubs, uh, Tory Holt and Dwight Freeney and Reggie Wayne. To me, those are sort of the three big ones. I think I would have put them ahead of ahead of Zach Thomas and maybe Rondé Barber, but Darrell Rivas, Joe Thomas, for sure, uh, belong in. Kraken, frustrating loss last night. They played well, too. They did get their skating legs. They did play hard. They played fast. They had a ton of opportunities, especially in the first two periods. Uh, but Mackenzie Blackwood was excellent uh, goalie for, for New Jersey. At times, uh, standing on his head and, and really kind of did what they needed to get them to the late in the game. And then uh, the Devils kind of took the momentum over late and ended up winning 3-1. to one. But they'll get right back to it tonight. Uh, they're at MSG against the Rangers and their new forward, Vladimir Tarasenko, who we've had a lot of talks about here. If you remember, the uh, Kraken decided to go with Vince Del instead of Tarasenko at that time uh, from St. Louis 
during the expansion draft. He's a big-time scorer. He's a really creative player, so uh, he just got traded to the Rangers. There you go. That's everything you need to know, Uh, and we do that quarter past every hour. By the way, I really enjoy watching Vince Dunn play this year. He has had a spectacular year, and I know he was the NHL's number three star for January. He's put a lot of points on the board. I love his defense has been tremendous, and I'm sure it helps to play with Adam Larson, who's a stay-at-home guy, and it kind of allows Dunn to do everything else that he does, right? You kind of put him on that top pairing with a guy that is your best defensive defenseman, and it allows him and his offense to really shine through. His passing. Remember last year how much we talked about how the, the Kraken just never seemed to be able to go stick to stick? They just taped to tape. It just never happened, right? There was always into the skates, and they just they always look discombobulated and out of sync. Vince Dunn is a ridiculously good passer, and I've really enjoyed watching him come on over the course of this year. Has an empty net ever worked, by the way, for the Kraken? Uh, I have not seen them score with an empty net, oh. no. I know. They they struggle in that Maddening. six on five. Well, and they, they're not a great power play no, team they, either, right? And they true. haven't been for two years. They don't have that one score that everybody's afraid of. I mean, they've got some guys who can score. McCann and Schwartz and some of those guys, they're good scores, but they don't have a top score. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why seeing Tarasenko go to the Rangers instead of here is like, well, okay. Like, that's the type of guy who is that type of player. Maybe not quite as much as he was a few years ago. But yeah, they just they're they're sort of missing that one big time scoring threat and see if maybe that's something that uh, they end up finding here at the deadline. All right. G Scott's going to join us. I know he's excited to talk about this week and everything that happened with Russ. I got a couple other directions. I want to go with him, though, as well. So uh, stick around. The people will be given exactly what they want and expect next. This this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports Station. Oh, the people are going to be so happy. They're getting exactly what they bargained for. G. Scott in the building from the G. and Ursula show over in our sister station. 97.3 Cairo News Radio, 9 to noon mad every ju- weekday. Mad at Justin. Why? I, I finally found and figured out a way for Betsy to actually appear. Mm. I found a way for Betsy it? to show up in his pictures when he's on vacation all over the United States. <laughs> okay. I told him mm-hmm. to purchase a bottle of cologne. I sent a message. I always send messages to Mara and uh, Justin. By the way, Mara's always like barely texting back. Right. It's always Justin that texts back. But yeah. anyways, um, <laughs> I I sent a, me- a text message to it's those hard guys. hard for Mara to text with her long fingers. I knew it was going like to be wow. They're so long that she's got to get the phone really far away from her <laughs> face. So Wow. <laughs> I, anyway. sent, I sent him um, a bottle of cologne to get, yes. and I keep asking him about it. Right. Justin? And? Yeah. You it, gonna, are you going to get a bottle? Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and just throw this out there. Salk, how much do you think one ounce of this cologne costs? One ounce? How much is a norm, How many ounces in a normal bottle of cologne? Like think, an think, ounce think, of a, think of a TSA-approved bottle as three ounces. Okay. Yeah. So I would say a three-ounce bottle of cologne, and this is super high-end this is cologne. This 3.3 ounces of high-end cologne. All right, so that's got to cost like two, 300 bucks. Let's go $495 on that bottle. For a three-ounce bottle? Yeah. Gee. One ounce, 395 Gee. Text in right, <laughs> Tec- right now if you got a bottle of Creed on your, uh, on your question, dress. Also, text in right now if you got a bottle of Creed Question of this, then. Yeah. Our audience is, cannot afford that. Suggesting cologne to somebody, like buying somebody a gym membership? Mm-hmm. 
Are you trying to tell me something? Is that what this is? Or is this no. really you trying to help me out? This is me really trying to make Betsy appear in photos. I <laughs> <laughs> told you I have to do a whole P&L statement before I spend that kind of money. <laughs> when did you become such an elitist? Seriously, with your super fancy <laughs> cologne and your super fancy shoes, oh. and you told us the other day what you spent on a coat that you don't even wear. I'm still mad about that. When did you become such a rich elitist? That's not the G. Scott story. The guy who was living in his car, humble roots, everything that you were about, and now you're blowing money on $500 bottles of cologne and jackets you don't even wear? I never once said that I... I didn't say that on the show so far. What? I only suggested it to Justin. Do you, do, did you buy this cologne? That's not the question. Well, oh, it's now it the question. <laughs> I'm calling the question. Well, wait, 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 wait. Wait, G, didn't you ask him how much he spends on golf every year? Yeah. You said this is where you allocate your... I've Luxuries. never pretended to be anything but a pretentious elitist. I'm, I'm not. I'm not hiding it in every in any way. You can call me whatever you're, you want. I'm not saying, a phony about you're it. You're saying that that's not the G. Scott story. That's right. The, 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 the no, you're wrong. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Were you buying those twenty five hundred dollar coats when you were washing cars? No. Okay, so no more complaining about any of those contracts that you're always coming on here complaining about. Okay. Mr. I go spend my $2,500 on coats I don't even like. We do. How did coats come up under this? You guys are bringing, you guys are bringing discussions into right. here. That's unfair. Oh, All right. That's the me... second time Salk's done that this week, bringing <laughs> unfair discussion. Oh, no, wait. Brock did it that to you, Brock. actually. Let me, let me bring up another thing, then. Yeah. How come you're not coming to the Super Bowl at my house on Sunday? Uh, you don't want to. I've invited. This is. <laughs> let me just now be clear. This is multiple invitations to G. Scott mm-hmm. to come join me places that have been turned down. In the last or, time, it was because he might be going to the Super Bowl, right? So there's been a few. There's been a few different reasons. So I invited G. A few years ago to my house, part of a work thing. He did not come. I invited G. The other night, we all were going to go to the hockey game, and then G. Bailed after saying yes. Yeah. <laughs> And now I've invited you to the Super Bowl. You said you might be going to the Super Bowl. You're going to be in, in Phoenix. Are you going to be in Phoenix? Yeah. Who wants to go to Who wants to go to Who wants to go to Arizona? The only thing good about Arizona mm-hmm. is the sun and Applebee's and Chili's. Yeah. That's all they got. So you're down not going there. there. No, I'm not going. So are you coming to my house? Uh, no. <laughs> I got it. What? Uh, no. Why not? No, but I, but, I, but I do want to come to your house Why not? because you know what? I love your wife. Yes. I absolutely love your kids, yep. uh, Avery and Cecily. I think they're the coolest kids in the world. Uh, so I need to get to the crib. They'll be there. You're welcome to come. Okay. All right. I'll just tell. That seems like that's a no. Most <laughs> importantly, Betsy's going to be there. Are you right? gonna, are Betsy's invited herself. Are, is Betsy coming? I, as far as I know. Okay. Are you coming? She keeps telling me to ask you, so we got it. We'll all, all right. We'll talk. So wait, Betsy's gonna... coming, but Justin's not. No, they can't be in the same place at the same time. <laughs> it's going to be me, my family, and Betsy. Toss extra, and not G. Are you going to season? Does your food? Lillian want to come? <laughs> Are you going to season? If your I food? get you Betsy and your wife to come to my house for the Super Bowl without either of you, <laughs> all, my life will be all complete. All I know is the best thing about going to Salk's house yeah. is that you don't have high blood pressure. All right. <laughs> anyway, wait, wait. We have a texter that wants to know from uh, G. Which mm. Creed cologne are you? recommending aventus <laughs> aventus of course the only one uh but wait but boss lady boss lady listens to you guys show i don't sometimes why yeah she, she texting in yeah <laughs> that's she never text. a good sign she said she said because when you because when you feel good 
You look good. You look good. You play good. You play good. Darn right. And, and, and what happens, boss lady, when they when you play good? Come on now. I need a raise. <laughs> they pay good. He needs a raise to cover all the stuff he's spent on recently. All right. What are we talking about today, Well, let's man? start with Russ. There's a whole bunch of things I want to yeah. run through with you. And I, yeah. I want to go through, actually, some stuff in the NBA, which was uh, interesting this week. Yeah. But let's start with Russ. What, what was your reaction to this uh, big report that came out, uh, what, two days ago now mm-hmm. from uh, USA Today and, mm-hmm. and uh, Jason Wolf, who joined both my show and your show, mm-hmm. I think, yesterday as well? What, what's your big takeaway from this? I want to be clear before I tell you guys. It's no secret. I'm not a fan of Russell Wilson, period. At the end of the day, though, I think that they are going way too hard on Russell on this. The biggest thing that he's done wrong is in his foundation is that his foundation pays his those associated with too much. Mm-hmm. Okay, And we could judge that like, hey, man, they get paid a lot of money. That is the worst thing he's done. And the reason why I'm bringing that up, and I don't want to make this about, but well, what about and what about? I don't want to do that. But I am going to do it because I want to be very clear. When it comes to foundations, and especially athlete-run foundations, the vast majority of them aren't run well anyways. Mm-hmm. And if they did an audit on the entire NFL on foundations, I bet you they'd find 95% of them are probably on par with Russell Wilson. Now, I will say that, yes, everything, you, your interview with Jason Wolf was really good. And I also believe, and I've heard from other people, that what you wrote about Russell Wilson in everything, I think it was spot on. The exaggeration. The exaggeration. Yeah. And that's what he, that's what you guys can be upset about. Is Russell Wilson a bad guy? Does he mean bad things for people? Absolutely not. The campaign that he has done, the check that you guys saw him standing on the field with, that was legit. Russell Wilson has lent, and the reason why I know this, because I was a part of the campaign. You've probably heard me endorse Safeway and Albertsons about their immuno heroes Mm -hmm. and what he has done and the money that has been raised for pediatric cancer. That's real. That is real. It's real money. Russell Wilson lent his image and likeness towards that. Russell Wilson really did go to Children's Hospital to visit patients, uh, young kids with cancer. So the one thing, look, if you guys want to get, oh, I can't believe G, but but what about and, and what about those associated with they're making that much money? Fine, you can you can get on that, and then you could also make sure you address JJ Watt, and you mm-hmm. can address Anquan Bolden, and you can address Peanut Tillman, and you could address the many many of athletes that have have their foundation yep. that is structured not in a great way. And then when you're done, make sure we go to the local places here in Seattle and Tacoma area, and we go and we uh, figure out what they're doing as well. Yeah, so, that's all That's all good. But I, I do think the one – I agree with all of that, by the way, G. I, you and I, I think, are very much oddly on the same page on this. I don't think Russell did anything purposely criminal or anything like no. that. I really don't. No. But I do believe what Jason Wolf told us yesterday. I don't know if he said the same thing to you as well, which is because I asked him, what's the difference? He said all those other guys, when they found out about it, said, hey, I got to make changes. This Mm -hmm. isn't right. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do something good Mm -hmm. and I got to go fix it because somebody's taking the money and and going the wrong way with it. And when Russ found out, it was not like that. He leaned into it because he's so concerned with the public image and he's so concerned, uh, you know, with, with how it looks that he went the wrong direction. And I think that part... That is a problem. It's not a criminal problem. It's not a, you know, he's a terrible human problem, but it does fit very much with the Russell Wilson narrative. Let me say the quiet part out loud. 
I believe some of the people that are around Russell Wilson suck. Yeah. Flat out suck. And and I'm I'm saying that because Russell Wilson is the face of his franchise. When I mean by franchise, the Russell Wilson franchise. And by the way, all of them, all of these athletes attempt mm-hmm. and try to get what Russell Wilson has. Okay. But the people around him aren't crossing T's and dotting I's for Russell. No, at the end of the day, Russell is accountable for any of those actions. Like Oprah Winfrey says, Oprah Winfrey signs every single check. So in this case, Russell, you are responsible for all of the people, the handlers and all those around you that are making these decisions. And the fact that and I did talk to Jason Wolf and you did it, you sounded great with him. And he's right. Out of everyone that Jason attempted to contact about this story, Russell Wilson is the only one he could not talk to. When he talked to J.J. Watt, J.J. Watt says, oh, you know what? I want to be better. Mm-hmm. When he talked to Anquan Bolden, Anquan Bolden says, you know what, man? You know what? I, I want to be better, too. And you're right. It does seem like Russell is the only one that is leaning into this. And then for them to put that statement, Ugh. the why not you statement. Let me tell I don't know if there's a representative from why not you. Let me just tell you right now. That statement's trash. And the only way to really address this, the only way to get to the bottom of this is to have the face come out and talk about wow. this. And you know what I'd start off with? I'd start, if, I'm, if I'm Russell Wilson and Russell said, gee, okay, help me, fam. What you want me to do? I'm curious if you'll say the same thing that I said earlier you, you, this morning. You, you, you ready? Here yeah. we go. Here we go. The first thing I want you to do, Russell, fire Mark Rogers. <laughs> That's the first thing I want you to do, fam. Fire him. Because this here, this situation should not have been as bad as it is. He could have easily. And just so you guys know, 26. Let me see what Russell. Let me see what you said. Number one. Number one. I think Russell has to fire Mark Rogers. (laughs) (laughs) You want to change your mind now? (laughs) But he hired him for a reason, right? Like Mark Rogers came with a reputation. No other NFL players work with him. It's time. It's, It's time. It, 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 regardless of why he did it, it's now time. I, I know, for a but my, my point is, like, he didn't just hire this guy that like happens to be a bad guy. Like, that's who he wanted to do I, business. I, I want to. I want to. But I think he wanted him because of the baseball element of it and that that style of negotiation. I think at this point, you've gotten all the money you're going to get guaranteed out of the NFL, and it's time to. He's now got to find somebody who can help put a different face on who he is. Let me, and firing Mark Rogers doesn't cost Rogers a dime. He is like he's already made the money off the contract. It's time to bring in somebody who can help. He's in bed so Russ. deep with him, though. That's his lawyer too. Yeah, that's why. That's why you got to move on. I before I got gave my opinion on this. I'm gonna say it again. I'm not a fan of Russell Wilson, and I think one of the biggest reasons why I'm not a fan of Russell Wilson, not because of Russell Wilson, because I remember that guy. I remember the guy that walked into that facility that came in and came up and talked to me in 2012. I remember him. Mm -hmm. I think Russell is a good dude. Through and through. You, you You can't tell me otherwise. But I think some of the people around him, the people that he's supposed to trust, I think they have steered him in the wrong direction. So so answer the question that I asked uh, Jason yesterday, Jason Wolf. Huh. Is Russell more of a victim or more of the culprit? <sighs> he's the culprit, man. And and the reason why and the reason why I'm saying he's the culprit, because Russell is a grown man. Mm. He is the face of of his entire organization, right? And 
you know, you can't claim ignorance as to reason why when things go wrong in your organization when you're the face. So, yeah, on one, that part of it, I'm going to still point to Russell. But I'm also going to say to this, I think Russell's getting a, a bad time because of the way this has been handled, the way the, answer, the questions are being answered. And, oh, by the way, again, Russell has done so much for businesses where he lends his face, hmm. lends his image to those things. Here's my question for everyone. Where are the businesses <laughs> that Russell did come through for? And where are they right now to come out and be like, you know what? Hey, here's what we think about Russell. Because you can't tell me that when that man was here for 10 years, he didn't do a lot of good things. Yeah. Uh, you, you guys can call me the bad guy. Even Russell, some of the people on Russell's team be like, ah, oh, we don't like that G. Scott. That's cool. That's fine. But I'm still willing to put away my personal opinion and say what's real. Mm. I think Russell Wilson is a good guy inside, and I'll stand on that. But he wants to be known as a great guy, right? I mean, that that's the thing. I agree with you. He is a good guy. He is a good person. He's a good quarterback. He's all of these things. Yes. But he wants to be one step more than that each time. Mm-hmm. And that's why I recall the the Steve Shin, uh, you know, it's not, not enough to come back from a finger injury. You've got to be the best to ever come back from a finger injury. And eventually that mentality gets you in trouble. All right. Speaking of the best, what do you got? I, I got to ask you, because mm. it was it's come up this week. Okay. Who's the greatest basketball player of all time? Come on, bro. Don't come on me LeBron while you're sitting James. here wearing. Oh, I've, you're LeBron. wearing all your Nike gear and your red and black and look, white. You're look, from Chicago. Born and raised in Chicago. I wasn't sure where I'm, you were going to go. Outside of my daddy. Outside of my dad. I have never loved another man the way I loved Michael Jordan. Born, raised in Chicago, wow. seven, eight years old when Mike first got to the team. I mean, I went through the years of the Corzine screen, Dave Corzine, Brad Sellers, all, all kinds of <clears throat> nightmares when the Bulls. But then when Mike comes, everybody wanted to be like Mike. So I want to be clear on something. I love Michael Jordan still to this day. Mike, come on, man. But as far as the greatest basketball player of all time, it is LeBron James in this every stat category there is. Scoring, games played, mm. amount of years here pretty soon. Like, it, it is what it is. He is the great. The only difference between LeBron and Mike that people keep holding on to is the amount of championship rings that he has. Bill Russell has 11. Yeah, but I think I Robert Ory's Or- Or- got seven. The argument for Jordan, though, is the combination of the two things, right? It's yeah. the rings and... Right. It's the MVPs and it's the scoring titles and Mm -hmm. it's putting all those things together. Yes. Obviously, there are people with more MVP. Like, yes, that's true. But when you put it all together, I think is that's the argument. The greatest coach that LeBron James ever had. Go LeBron James. Okay, The greatest coach that Shaquille, Kobe and Michael Jordan ever had. Mm. Phil Jackson. Come on, man. Hey, should we put Kareem closer to this? Should he be more in this conversation? Now, you know what? Let me just say this. Kareem, I can't stand you, bro. Really? I can't stand you now. The NBA couldn't stand you then. Nobody Did likes you. Read you his here we go. The, the text line was just saying a minute ago that they were disturbed. You guys were agreeing so much. Did you so not read his go. article? <laughs> Did you read what Kareem wrote about he, LeBron? He always does this. Oh, uh, I, I, I should have. Maybe I should have reached out to LeBron. I, I didn't think he wanted to hang out with an old guy like me. Kareem, you're trash, dude. I so 
totally disagree with you. And I'm, that surprises me. I thought you would like Kareem. I think Kareem is a fascinating person. No, he, no, he's not. Nobody likes Kareem. Kareem made Magic's life hell when they first got to the Lakers. Right. Kareem did not like what Larry Bird and Magic Johnson was doing with the NBA. Right. Because he felt the NBA should have been focusing on him. And the best thing the NBA ever did, the best thing David Stern, may he rest in peace, ever did, was not focus yeah, on he a focused miserable on, he f- I know. old man. That was and true. that's what you are, Kareem. That part's You're true. Miserable. You know what? You I relate like, to you relate I relate to, to Kareem a little bit, yeah. I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that Magic Johnson's my favorite basketball player of all time. Honestly, Magic Johnson, I am a you know I am a devout Magic fan. I really am. And as a kid, I think you yeah. know. Growing up in Boston, yeah. I was a Laker fan in the eighties. Yeah. I mean, Magic Johnson, Kareem, Worthy, AC Green, Byron Scott, Michael Cooper, like that was my team. Yeah. Michael Thompson yeah. in Boston. In the 80s. It was a disaster, as I'm sure you can imagine. Wearing my purple and gold, you know, Converse weapons and people being like, the hell are you doing? Do you, do you think Kareem? But I like Kareem. You, I think he's a great when, writer when, and I love He's so thoughtful. When Kareem messed his ankle up back in the early 80s and they won the championship in yeah. 1970, do you think that Kareem was excited that Magic Johnson hit the skyhook? Hit the skyhook and did all those great things? No. He did not ah, like that. No, he's not. He was fine. He's like Anthony Davis <laughs> on Should. LeBron. You heard about that, right? I did, yeah. yeah. Should LeBron have uh, gone to a sky hook to break the record as an homage to Kareem? No. Really? No. I think that would have been awesome. No, it wouldn't have been awesome because had he missed, it, everybody would talk, all the LeBron haters would be talking about the miss. And by the way, he I could have tried it once. I do believe. That LeBron haters are actually haters in real life. LeBron eventually won your friend group. I was a LeBron. Find out your LeBron haters, and I promise you that person well, is a hater in real life. I am a hater, and I was a LeBron hater for a long time. I finally came around. It took me a long, long time with LeBron, and I, I to this day, still sort of object to the decision. It's that thing that really is like, just, it sticks. To, I, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like the way he did yeah. it. I don't like any of I that. I get it, Mike. So I don't like there, that. There's, a, there's, there's you and a bunch of others do not like when these athletes are empowered Stop to it. take control That's not of it. things. That's I, not yeah. it. Get out of here. I, I didn't like the way he made that up. I didn't like... You know, the uh, to me, when you can't beat somebody, you keep trying. You don't join them, mm. and I and I felt like those guys. Like if you go to a to a gym to play, you know, five on five and pick up basketball, you don't try to get all the best guys together on one team and run the building. You all try to play against each other and, and set up fair team. I just it I just bothered me. I don't like it. That said, yeah. LeBron has done so many other things since then yeah. that have eventually sort of overwhelmed that point of view for me. So I, I may never be his biggest fan, but I can't hate on LeBron. I anymore. only have one thing that I don't like about LeBron. I have one thing. LeBron is never inspiring when he when he when he when he talks mm. when he gives a speech. He is the Michael Jordan of speeches. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like LeBron, has there ever been a time that I'm like, oh, you know what, man? That's what I'm talking about, LeBron. Every time LeBron be giving a speech, I'd be like, man, just <laughs> just hurry up, fam. And the other day, the other day he was giving a speech, and he finally he just said. F word. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are very angry at him about that. I know. Get out of here. Of all the of all the things to be mad at, I don't know. LeBron acting like a real person for a moment was like, but he, you know, we spent a while on this, and I'll throw the question out at you as well. Uh. How many people since LeBron have truly lived up to that level of hype? Harold Miner. <laughs> That's not right. Stop that. Uh, Tiger. 
right? Sort of yeah. in the same era. Mm-hmm. Tiger and LeBron. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna else? say one. I'm about to get the city of Seattle. You know, for some reason, I've been doing pretty good at this lately, getting mm. people fired up. Oh, with good. Me. All right. You guys aren't going to like this, but a player that has lived up to the hype. I remember they were talking about him in sports. He has. Oh, a player that has. Okay, sorry. He was talked about in Sports Illustrated. He was this shortstop, 1993, mm. all this. I'm going to say it. Y'all ready? Alex Rodriguez mm. lived up to the hype. Yes or no? Well, yes, but also, <laughs> you know, when you get busted for roids, it sort of hurts that case, right? I mean, like, he did live up to the hype, but then Barry, he overdid it. Barry Bonds was only a good baseball player because of steroids? No, Barry Bonds was a great ball, baseball player before steroids. And but so it's was still, Rod. But there's a reason those guys aren't in the Hall of Fame. I disagree with it. I would put them all in the Hall of Fame. Same. But, you know, I think it, it hurts that legacy a little bit. But I'll, I'll buy A-Rod. He's another one on that list who was, you know, hugely talented, hugely hyped, and ended up certainly living up to it. I think it. something interesting we we no- noticed through all of those conversations, though, if you're talking about, po- like, post-LeBron, who's mm-hmm. done that, and G just said it too. Sports Illustrated. All the guys, all the people we yeah. brought up were like they were. You made the cover of Sports Illustrated, yep. and that was when you knew it was hyped. And like that, that's kind that's of gone, gone away. Now. Yeah, no, that's that true. Was a big deal. Is it possible A Rod did roids in high school? You think A Rod found Balco in like 1992 before anybody else? And think Balco found it out? him. In 1992? Yeah, seriously, like, I gotta just get our hooks into this kid. Got this guy, yeah, it's, it's possible. <laughs> I doubt it. Did I don't you, know. Did you ever do any roids? Me? Yeah. Sure, of course. <laughs> Yeah, big steroid guy. That's how I got to be so tall. If I would, the only time if I would do steroids, yeah, is if I was a Hollywood actor. Yeah, I mean, come on, right? Well, HGH you, or something. So, so I'd me, get surgery too. So I mean, get I'd get my abs to look good. Like, there's a bunch straight. of stuff. The roids cause the back hair. Is that I'm it? not saying that the Rock Certainly does. I'm there. not saying the Rock does that at all. No, anyway, of course not. Um, but you have an opportunity to go from, hey, gee, you make $100,000 a film or $30 million a film. <laughs> right. All you got to do is take a little HGH. <laughs> Sold. We have guys on our Juco baseball Let's team. Let's call Ashley Manning and see if she's got any extra. Wait, All right. We got to get out of here. Did you play baseball? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know that about Justin? What? <laughs> That's how I got to Seattle. I played junior college baseball. All right, we got to go. All right, I tell you what, if you come to the if you come to the crib on Sunday, you can hear more stories about people like that. Did you say Korea? Darn right. <laughs> Love y'all. I got to try to find a way to lure you there. Brock and Sock listeners, you guys take care. All, right. All nine of you. All right, go. Ah, uh, oh, that's not very nice. Seven of the nine gonna head over to go uh, listen to G and what appears to be Mike Lewis. If I'm looking outside, no Ursula today. She's sick of G, so Mike Lewis is in, and uh, their show will get going at nine o'clock over in our sister station, ninety three F ninety seven point three Cairo News Radio. We'll be right back with the great Stacy Rost from G to Stacy. What have I done to my life? It's Brock and Salk on CL Sports on seven ten.